are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Thanks, bro. Come on. How are we doing tonight? Man, Cold Lake is living up to its name. <laughs> you probably haven't heard that one before. Uh, I just got back from San Diego, and uh, it was plus 30. That's just not even fair. I, I asked the Lord, I said, God, can I bring that back? And the Lord told me, you can have it in heaven. So, uh, but it's great to be with you um, this week. How many of God has amazing things in store that uh, this is a new season for you? And I want to encourage you, I like, out of any conference that we've ever been a part of, I feel like this one right now is the most significant event that we've ever been a part of in Northern Alberta. Because how many know God has something specific for this region right now? And that I, you know, I had an encounter in my hotel room um, today. And while I was in prayer, I felt um, the angelic in my room. Now, how many know you can feel angels? Amen. Come on, somebody. I I don't want us to get a little weird here. We're like, what's going on? Um, You know, we can discern spirits. Amen. Good and bad. And just because we can discern devils, come on, listen, there's angels in the room too. Amen? And so I was praying in my room and I felt the, the presence of angels and I, and I was saying, Lord, man, this is, this is a weighty presence. Like, what do you want to do? And here's what the Lord spoke to me. He said, Sam, I'm releasing harvest angels in Cold Lake to help my people with a harvest. And I want to release angelic assistance how many want some assistance? Come on, listen. It, it's no fun doing everything by yourself. I am, I am very happily married to the most amazing woman of my life. Now, how many know the glory of God makes you attractive? If you've ever wondered why speakers and, and men of God have these incredibly beautiful women, it's the glory. And if you've seen my wife, you know I carry a lot of glory. And so, you know, when, when you're, you know, married to a beautiful woman who has amazing administrational skills, how many guys say amen? <laughs> and if you get anything with administration, you, you know, when you have it, it's incredible. When you don't have it, it's the worst thing in the world. And so, you know, this trip, praise God for TJ and I, we're the dynamic duo, and, but our wives aren't here. And um, we need some angelic assistance. (laughs) It's amazing what happens when God brings his support. How many know his yoke is easy and his burden is light? Hmm. Sorry, I'm struggling here with the fisherman's friend if you're wondering what I'm doing. I'm not manifesting, by the way. It's amazing what happens when you step into the reality that Jesus has done it all. God is looking for a people who is tired with striving and trying to do it in our own strength. How many are just done with that? I don't have the energy. I have two little girls, Kaylin and Taylor. One's two and a half. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm taking intercessors by the truckloads right now. Um, One's two and a half and one's two months. Taylor's two months. My wife gave birth to 11 and a half pound baby. I know, seriously, woo. (laughs) I have a lot of strength being exerted in this season. But I feel this though tonight. I feel like God wants to inject new hope in you and new strength. This is a new season. This is a new time. And I feel like if we can get this from the beginning, what God wants to do is bigger than one person. And your vision should be so big that it dares to believe for the impossible. 
It should be so big that it gets you out of your natural strength and into his. And I feel this this week that God wants to inject new hope, new strength, and for some of us, new energy. And that because this is a new season of harvest, and here's my word, is that it's not just a harvest of souls, but what God is releasing in this season is a harvest of all the prophetic words that are over your life. It's time to see those words come to pass. Amen? And so, whew, I, there, there's such a, um, man, there's such an atmosphere of God. By the way, Ernie, that was awesome. Awesome, awesome worship. Man, amazing. I, in worship, I got a word for you, man. It's, this is a whole new season for you. This is a whole new season of favor. I felt like the Lord is saying, I've, I've shut doors, good doors, to open up the best doors in this season. And it's Isaiah, it's Isaiah 22, 22. It's all about the key of David that opens doors no man can close and closes doors no man can open. And I feel like the Lord is saying, don't be discouraged. I'm closing old doors because I'm opening bigger doors. And I see bigger doors like God doors, like these beautiful double golden doors that God's about to open up because there's words over you that you're going to literally release the sound over thousands in this next season. And you know what? I feel like God has brought you in a place, a hidden place, because there's an a fresh anointing that's coming on you, and there's new songs that are being birthed through you, even songs that you started a while ago, you haven't finished yet, that the Lord is saying, I'm about to release the words to the songs because they're anthem songs for a generation in this season. And you've got anthem songs inside of you, and it's birthed out of the secret place. And I see you releasing the sound, and over a whole group of people, I see chains being broken off. And I feel like the Lord is even saying you're going to see depression and oppression lift off of people, and because you have a heart for those that have been afflicted by the enemy. And I see right now in this season that God is going to use you powerfully, especially for our generation that's been struggling with, uh, with addiction and depression. I feel like the Lord is saying in a moment, we're going to see that lift in Jesus' name. So Lord, just release it. Lord, release the sound. I thank you, God, that revival always first starts with the sound. There was a sound of a rushing mighty wind that filled the place. God, I thank you that that sound is going to be released again in Canada, God. Lord, I thank you for this man and the sound that he carries, God. Lord, let that sound be trumpeted all across the nation, God. Let it break the chains of oppression, depression, addiction, God. Lord, I thank you that one touch from Jesus changes everything. And it can set free a generation. You know, I was, I was just in a, wow, that's really good. Whew. I feel good. Oh, I, I was just in Quebec City uh, probably about six months ago. And I was, I was there and I, and I found out that there was a brand new stadium called Videotron Stadium in Quebec City. Um, it's a hockey stadium that, you know, Quebec City's believing God for a team. And I don't know if the Oilers want to transition over, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm there and, and uh, the Lord speaks to me and says, Sam, will there be a person, a man or a woman, that will believe me for stadiums in Canada? Will there be a person that will believe the God dream that nothing is impossible? And I started speaking. It was a morning service and I just started speaking on, listen, it's time to dream, dare to dream, go for the impossible. Listen, we need to step outside our comfort zone in this season. We need to see the way that he sees. I'm tired, listen, I'm tired of sitting in the crow's nest when God's called us to live in the eagle's nest. And I, I don't have time, and I, and I mean this in all sincerity, I feel like for some of us, it's a time of separation. We need to separate ourselves from the doubters in this season. And if you want your pity party, you can have it out here, out there. But in here, this is a place of blessing. In here, this is a place where God wants to do something beyond what we can think or imagine. And so I'm saying this in the meeting. And I'm speaking, somebody's going to get this stadium. Somebody's going to go there. Someone's going to release a word in that place. I don't realize I'm prophesying about myself. <laughs> have you ever done that before? You live in the environment of your words. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Listen, to the tongue. How you speak in this season will either promote or demote you. That's why I, I stay away from people that are negative. Because negativity changes nothing. You know what negativity actually does? It actually, this is scientific. It actually starts to oppress the creative part in your brain that comes up, comes up with solutions. So if you move in negativity all of a sudden that God-given creative ability starts getting shut down. 
But when you move in positivity and you start releasing the word of the Lord, actually it shows, like this is science, you guys, where as you're releasing positive words, it opens up your brain to think creatively like never before. And so I'm releasing this word, Lord, I thank you for stadiums, I thank you for stadiums. I get a phone call in the afternoon with a friend of mine that's there. <laughs> and it's a, I won't mention the person's name, but it's, it's one of the top uh, pop stars in the world. And it's his mom has given us a phone call saying, listen, we're in Quebec City. Do you guys want to come down and pray for this person and their whole team? And we're like, come on. They're like, if you can come down right now, we heard you guys are in Quebec City. Why don't you come down to the stadium? We'll let you in. Now, I don't know about you, but there's moments in your life when you're walking with God where you just feel like it's a dream. And I'm driving with a buddy of mine, and I'm thinking, we're going to go to security. We're going to say, this guy's mom told us that we could pray for the whole team. They're going to throw us out. And so we go down there. You guys, there's over 22,000 young people, mostly girls under the age of 16. I feel like the odd man out. I'm like, God, what am I doing here? There's probably like 400 people near the gate because they're looking for all the famous people. And here, me and my friend in this SUV drive up. And they're all like, come on. You need two minutes of fame once in a while. And so they, the security guy comes up, and I'm thinking, what do I say? He looks at me, he's like, so uh, why are you here? Well, I said, uh, this lady told us that uh, we can be with her son and the team. And they're like, Mr. Robinson, we've been expecting you. I'm like, this is awesome. They open up the big doors. We go inside. Friends, there's 22,000 people there. We pray for the team. Power of God moves. People are getting touched by God. The, you know, the whole show is going on. We have backstage passes. We're on the stage and we're looking. There's 22,000 young people. And I hear the voice of the Lord speak to me. Sam, who will be the voice of this generation that will break the chains of torment? Who will believe me that they're going to be able to prophesy and release the sound that's literally going to see a generation set free of torment? And I'm there, and the Lord's speaking to me about, here's all these kids spending a ridiculous amount of money to be there. It's like over 100 bucks for nosebleeds. It's like the Oilers nowadays. It's crazy. And I'm there, and I'm looking. And, and then the Lord speaks to me, Sam, they're paying all this money for two hours of what they would call freedom. Sam, you carry the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And he lives inside of you. It's time to let it out. How many say amen? Who? Why did I go there? Because I was praying over you. You know why? Someone's going to believe the God dream. Whew. I, I, I'm going to move in some ministry. This is really good. Um, the, the couple, right? Can you guys just stand? You too. Yeah, can you stand? The glory of God's over you. Lord, I just thank you. This is... This is your season of favor, favor. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. And I feel like there's certain things that you guys have been believing for right now that the breakthrough is being released right now in Jesus' name. That God is saying, I'm opening up right now, wow, the door that no man can close right now in Jesus' name. And I just see a supernatural breakthrough financially for you guys in this season. I see the floodgates of heaven opening up and that this is going to be a whole new time for you. And that I'll tell you what, the dreams that you guys felt that were dead are coming alive again in this season right now in Jesus' name. And God is going to give you the nations in Psalms chapter 2 as your inheritance. The ends of the earth is your possession. So Father, I just release the glory of the Lord. Poof. Right now, in Jesus' name, <laughs> Lord, release your glory from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Father, I thank you right now, Lord, for this season of harvest. In Jesus' name, right now, in Jesus' name, there's even family revival. God's about to touch your family. It's a time of family harvest, so Lord, release it now, in Jesus' name, amen. Woo. Tomorrow, I don't want you to miss tomorrow. I, I never do this, but I felt like the Lord told me, um, anybody that comes tomorrow, I'm going to prophesy over every single person. And you're asking, uh, 
you know, why are you doing this? Well, the Lord spoke to me. He said, there's many people here. You need a word from the Lord. And I'm not saying I'm the only person that can get it, but I felt like the Lord said to do personal ministry over every single person believing with you for a word of the Lord. And so if you can come tomorrow, I will, I want to lay hands on people. This might take me. I've done this before only probably a handful of times, three or four times. And I, I've been in ministry now, man, 14 years. And so I've done a lot of yakking, but the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want to pray over, I want you to pray over every single person. Believe God for a word. Because God loves you and he loves this city. He loves this city. How many say amen? He loves this city. And he's looking for people that will have that same love for this city, that this city's greatest days are ahead of them. And that through your prayers and through your heart for this city, how many know we can see things turn around? So I, whew, Rick, Rick, just stand up, man. This is a good friend of mine. And uh, <laughs> Lord, I thank you. Whoa. Lord, for the winds of the Spirit being released. Oh, the winds. I see right now the high winds, that the Lord is saying that the high winds are going to take you up higher than you've ever been before, and that this is a whole new prophetic season for you. And I see right now that the Lord is activating your night season whew, in dreams and visions, that this is going to be such a time where the Lord is going to give you very specific, detailed dreams in this time. Just like Joseph was led with dreams, I feel like the Lord is saying you're leading as going to be in your nightlife, in your nighttime. And I just see right now, wow, Lord, that this is the, what you've been praying for. Those new doors are opening right now in Jesus' name. Those new doors are being released. Right now, I see the water parting. Lord, I thank you right now, God, that the water's parting and there's a shifting. There's a coming into the promised land. It's a coming into an inheritance season. So Lord, we just release it now in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you. There's even an injection of a fresh energy coming in you in the season that the Lord is renewing renewing your strength like never before. So, Father, I thank you. Lord, wow, just like Caleb, where he said to Moses, I want my mountain. Lord, I thank you for that Caleb anointing. Lord, that just holds on to the prophetic words until they see that word come to pass. So, Lord, I thank you right now that Rick is going to take his mountains in Jesus' name. Amen. Whew. Wow. Man, I feel good. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm a little bit messed up. But God, it's really good in here. Whew. Well, I'll talk about an awesome season. By the way, my name is Samuel Robinson. If you're wondering who in the world has the mic. Uh, I, you know, I, I want to honor too, Pastor Hayward, thank you so much. Uh, just for opening up your church. I, last time we were here, we were with Bill Prankard, and there was such a deposit that the Lord released. I feel like God wants to increase that deposit. And I really believe with all my heart that this church, community church, is going to be so blessed in this season that literally people stepping into this church, the blessing of the Lord is going to overtake them. Like just walking in, people are going to feel the blessing of the Lord. So it, it's amazing. But um, yeah, so <laughs> my name is Samuel Robinson. I already said that. Um, I have a ministry called Voice of Revival, and we, we do a lot of uh, conferences all across Canada. Uh, we also have an organization called Play for Life. Some of you know about this. We run sporting events for kids uh, with one purpose, that we are going to see the ending of child trafficking in our generation. How many believe that we could see every single child set free and that we could see it in our generation? The other thing that we've been doing, which has been so amazing, I, I want to encourage you that this has been such a time of harvest, but the Lord spoke to us last December and said, Sam, it's time to start to do evangelistic events in Canada. How many are ready for stadium Christianity in Canada? I'm going to share on this. It's going to blow your mind because we've already started to do it. It's been phenomenal. And um, since December, you guys, we've moved out in evangelism like never before. And we have seen, since December, over 4,000 Canadians saved in less than a year. Now, here's something cool. Ladies, you're going to love this. Out of the 4,000 that have been saved since December, you guys, over 80% are men. Come on. All the single ladies, put your hands up. I asked God, I said, God, what's with all the men? Here's what the Lord told me. I'm putting testosterone back in my church. Uh, how many like some more men in church? Come on, listen. I, 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 love, I love the conferences. I love having all the ladies here, but sometimes I get a little intimidated. I got three in my home. 
But God is releasing men. Here's the other thing, though. Out of all the people that are getting saved, the majority are people under the age of 40. Friends, can I tell you two things that are happening? All the stats that people say, well, men aren't coming to church and the next generation isn't coming to church. I'm telling you, God is breaking those molds right now and he's releasing a harvest like we've never seen before. And so I want to encourage you that this is a harvest season. So if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 6. Is there some water? I'm just going to snag some water here. Beautiful. Praise God. Okay. And I'm going to start with verse 1. If you're there, say, got it. Awesome. Uh, it says, uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Now the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, Behold now, the place before you where we are living is too small. Say small. small. Is too small for us. Another translation says, the, uh, the place where we're living is too limited. How many want to get a bigger place in this season? I'm not talking about your own house. Maybe you want a new house. But how many want your spiritual house to increase in this season? How many want your life to increase? Like you feel like you've got too many prophetic words and you don't even know what to do. You ever felt that way before? Now, I love the prophetic. But you know what's greater than the prophetic? Seeing your prophetic words come to pass. Like, like. How about this phrase? God, show me the money. Anybody here? And again, I love it. I love the words of blessing. I love the words of prosperity. But at some point, there has to come a time when the prophetic words come to pass. And if it's really God, it's going to happen. And we see here, they're making a statement, and I feel the same statement tonight. The place where we're living is too small. Meaning this. The spiritual reality inside of you is greater than the world that you're living in right now. And for some of us, we're feeling what I call a holy frustration, where we can't just do things the same way. There's got to be more. There has to be. And the Lord spoke this, Sam, I want to release a harvest anointing in this region where we're about to see hundreds of prophetic words come to pass in this region. And you guys, I can say this because I'm with the amazing ministry as well called, has anybody ever heard of Charlie Robinson before? Well, let me give you an example. Anybody heard of Charlie Robinson? Sometimes there's a little light kick. I, I tell him he's punting the devil. But um, literally through his ministry and mine, we have seen thousands of prophetic words come to pass through the glory of God. Thousands. And I feel like in this room, there is enough prophetic ammo to do some major damage to the enemy. Amen? And I, and I feel like God wants to give us some keys this week to unlock prophetic dreams and prophetic visions so that we can see these realities come to pass. And so, if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 17. And this is the word that I have tonight. Who? Sorry, guys. Uh, Second Kings. Now let me. Shabbat <laughs> I'm going to check one second. I'm terrible with this, you guys. Sorry, it is First Kings 17. <laughs> I made you look. That was prophetic activation 101. Come tomorrow if you failed. No, I'm joking. First Kings 17. <laughs> uh, verse seven. It says this, and it happened after a while that the brook dried up. Say dried up. Because there was no rain in the land. So here it says, just to give you a little backstory, Elijah had just released a word to Ahab and said, listen, there's going to be no rain on the earth. And after a while, you know, here's, here's Elijah. The Lord speaks to him and says, listen, I want you to go down to the brook and the ravens and the stream was his provision, but we come to a place 
where after a while, that place of provision has dried up. Anybody ever felt like your place of provision has dried up a little bit? I have a word for you today. We need to know the difference between our source and our resource. This is my word tonight. Is that your resource might change, but how many know God never changes? And just because finances, just because some things have shifted, doesn't mean that God doesn't still sit on the throne today. Because how many know in heaven, there's no lack? And in heaven, there's more than enough. In heaven, there's no sickness and disease. But at the same time, though, we live on the earth where there is sickness, there is disease, there is lack. And how many know God's people are called to release heaven on earth? How many know that was the prayer Jesus said? Come on, somebody. On earth as it is in heaven. So here's my word. God wants to bring a definition between your source and your resource. And just because your resource has changed doesn't mean that your source has changed. Your sources always say the same. It's time to get connected with the source again. And so we see this. It says, and after a while, whew, that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Verse 8, then the word of the Lord came to him saying, how many want a word of the Lord tonight? The Bible says that Elijah received a word of the Lord, meaning this. He didn't stop and cry at the brook. He waited on a word of the Lord. How many of the Bible says man does not live by bread alone, but by every word, come on, that comes out of the mouth of God. How many today you are looking for a word of the Lord? You know that when God speaks it, he is a man of his word, and he will see that word come to pass. Because the Bible says that his word does not return void. And it says that the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise, which means to get up out of the place that you're in. Arise, go to Zarephath, say Zarephath. That word Zarephath means the ambush of the mouth. I got a word again. What are you speaking in this season? Are you listening to all the negative news? Or are we listening like Jesus? He only did those things he saw his father do. How many want to live in that realm? It talks about in Isaiah 11, talk, uh, Isaiah prophesying about Jesus, how he didn't judge by what he saw or by what he heard in the natural. How many want to see and hear a different way? When in the midst of all the negativity, you know, I was just in San Diego, and man, it's crazy over there. I thought our elections were nuts. It is wild. You say one thing about politics, it's like, everybody's got an opinion. And everybody's got, you know, I was listening to one person, another person, every TV, everywhere you went, it was like, Trump this, Hillary this, Trump this, Hillary, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And we're bombarded with information. But how many of the Bible says, but those who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits? And I'm tired of opinion. I feel this, you guys. There's so many people that say, well, you know, Alberta is in for a rough season. Well, who says? You know, I, we moved, my family just moved, my young family moved from Langley, British Columbia to Edmonton. Edmonton. I have to say it to keep believing it. Edmonton. <laughs> and everyone's like, you're crazy. We moved in April. They said, Sam, the economy's going down, not up. I said, why would you move now? People are moving out. Here's what the Lord told me. He said, Sam, when you move with me, everything's up. When you move with me, when God's people move with him, everything's up. When you decide to walk by faith, and I'm telling you, friends, this is a season where we have to walk by faith and not by sight. For some of us today, you need the blessing and power of God in your business. Some of you today, you need the blessing power of God in your family where we can't walk by what we see in the natural because if we only walk by what we see in the natural, we get discouraged. And we got to see a different way because what you focus on, you empower. You know, it's amazing. I, I was in a, a conference just a little while ago. God's so good. And, and I was releasing a word and I, and I saw 
in the room, there was an angel of restoration. I said, right now, we're believing God for family members. I'm telling you, don't miss tomorrow night. Because bring your kids, bring your spouse. We're going to pray for the glory of God for families. Because I really believe in family revival. And we were releasing this word. We're like, Lord, we thank you for family revival. Well, the little girl said, you know what? I'm going to take this. Because her older brother, at 16 years old, said, forget my family. I'm going to run away. I'm going to live on my own. I don't need God. I don't need my parents. Forget you. He ran away. The family had not heard of him or seen him for two years. It'd be really easy to get discouraged. Like, what's going on, God? You're talking about family revival. My family's all broken up. This really sucks. And she could have got discouraged. She could have given up. But she was in the room and she said, God, I believe that you can restore my family. God, I believe that my brother's going to come back. I take that word. I receive that word. And I stand right now and I see the way that you see. I see my brother in your original intent. Some of you, you need to see your kids in their original intent and prophesy from that place and say, I thank you, God, for that evangelistic call in my kids. I thank you, God, right now, even though maybe they're in drugs, maybe they're in addiction. God, I thank you right now. I speak into the original intent of the person. When you call out destiny, destiny will respond. When you call out the negative things, negative things will respond. God's looking for a generation that's going to see the greatness in them. Not that, listen, friends, it's easy to see the sin. But can you see the gold? Can you see the diamonds in the rough? She took this where she said, God, I'm going to receive it. I'm going to run with this. That night, 2 a.m. in the morning, they get a knock on their door. Dad and mom go downstairs middle of the night, and this little girl hears a scream. Ah! It's mom screaming. She gets out of bed. She runs downstairs, and there her brother that she hadn't seen or heard from in two years was standing outside the door saying, Mom, Dad, I've made some mistakes. I know I haven't seen you for a while, but I want to come home today. That next night, the whole family was in church. And that young man came to the front and gave his life to Jesus Christ. Friends, I'm telling you, what are we seeing? What are we speaking? Zarephath, the ambush of the mouth. I'm telling you, your mouth will either promote you or demote you in this season. I want to speak words of life over my city. I want to speak life over Cold Lake. I want to call Cold Lake the happiest place on earth. How many want people to move to Cold Lake be like, oh my gosh, Cold Lake is the Disneyland of Alberta. I like, people get happy when they drive through Cold Lake. I came into this atmosphere and I got excited. Now, how many know? <laughs> Naturally. Hey, listen, you guys got uh, Mr. Uh, what is it? No, no, no. You guys got uh, Boston Pizza. So praise God for Boston Pizza. There's some other, th- I know there's other things. Tim Hortons, come on, somebody. Winners. Now, we're really going for it. (laughs) How many want people to move here because it's the happiest place in Canada? Where all of a sudden, this place is a place of no depression. We're just like in Spokane, Washington. Where John G. Lake was in the healing rooms. They were the healthiest city in the United States. What about Cold Lake? What about here? Oh my gosh, have you been to Cold Lake? It's the most amazing place in the world. Everybody's so happy. Nobody's sick. And everybody's prosperous. It's amazing. Your car gets healing just driving through. I'm telling you, God is looking for somebody, someone to speak life because life will always triumph over death. And so here we see the prophet, he's coming to Zarephath. Verse 9, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow, say widow. I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. I asked the Lord, I said, God, you could have used anybody. Why a widow? Here's what the Lord told me. The widow was the one. You guys know this. If you're a widow, you've lost your spouse. So here's a widow. That's lost her husband, her provider, back in the day. She had no other means of support. 
But how many know God is your resource? Uh, here's another thing for you. Is there anybody in here you feel like you've lost something in a previous season? And here's what God spoke to me. He said, Sam, I could use anybody. I could use a king. I could use anybody. But sometimes I want to use a widow. Here's my word for you, friends. Sometimes God wants to take the place of your loss and turn it into your greatest place. Sometimes God wants to take those low places because my Bible says whew, that he's given you the power to get wealth. Deuteronomy 8.18. That word power is the creative power, meaning the same power when God spoke, let there be light, there was light. Meaning what? God can take your nothing and turn it into something. How many want God to take your loss and turn it into a great reward in this season? How many want to take your weakness, the place where you feel like you're, you've been beat up, the place where you feel like you failed, turn that thing around and it is your greatest joy? See, I believe in this season that God is looking for conduits that are going to speak his voice and release the creative power of God. And when there's nothing in a region, because of your voice, all of a sudden life is released. And so we see this, I've commanded a widow to provide. Now, wouldn't it have been nice if God would have told the widow? <laughs> and it says, verse 10, So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. I love this. And he called to her and said, Please get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. Now, how many know she was probably Canadian? You know why? She did it. She's very nice. I love it because she's, the prophet says, hey, listen, can you get me some water? So she's very nice, compassionate. She's like, okay, prophet, you could probably get water yourself. Why are you asking me? But you know what? I'll get you the water. My wife's like, Sam, you're asking for water. I've got two kids. You know what? I love you, but I'll get you the water. You ever been there before? <laughs> and here's the widow. She's about to get the water, and I love this. And <laughs> verse 11, and as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. Now, how many know we're about to have a big explosion here in a second? Because here's the widow, this Canadian widow. She was going to get water because she could do that. And as she's going to get it, the prophet says, hey, can you get me some food? You know what I'm thinking? Get your own food, prophet. <laughs> don't you know there's a drought? Hey, prophet, don't you know that this is your fault? Can you go to the next verse? <laughs> Look at this. Next one, verse 12. It says, so she said. Now here comes, now listen, how many know there's nothing like a woman's wrath? I'm just being real right now. I don't care... Listen, this was Elijah the prophet, and this woman had two cents. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. What a faith statement. <laughs> hey, prophet, because of your God, as surely as your God lives, you know what she's saying? Prophet, this is your fault. You know what she's saying right now? Prophet, right now, you caused this, not me. Thanks for opening up your mouth. Because of your God, I don't have any bread. You ever felt like you've been angry with the word of the Lord? You ever felt frustrated with the word? You've got the same word over 10 times, over and over. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. You feel like that word's on repeat everywhere you go. But you know what? There's no money. And honestly, we get into a place where we're a little bit frustrated with the word. We're like, God, what's going on? Everybody else. Am I preaching to anybody here? Everybody else gets blessed. You're called to the nations. And praise God for everybody else. But they're all going to the nations and you're still stuck nine to five. You're like, God, show me the money. Well, that doesn't sound very Canadian. I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it 
and die. I'm going to tell you something, friends. In Canada, we're very blessed. You know, we've got uh, provision from the government. And so um, I'm not saying for everyone, but for most, uh, we don't have issues of hunger. But I, I'm going to tell you this. In the church, many times I see people that come in into buildings like this. And it's not a physical death, but it's the death of their dreams. Where they've been believing for so long and so long and nothing's happened. And so what happens is all of a sudden, your dreams start to die. And so we know all the right songs, we know all the right things to say, we know the language, but inside something has died. And we get into a place and we, we, and we actually wonder, God, will you ever use us? Will this actually ever happen? Will my family actually get saved? Will I actually have breakthrough over this? And it's a battle that we face. And, and if we look around us, it's very easy to get discouraged. But friends, God wants us to see a different way. And how many know he wants to bring resurrection to your dreams tonight? Because he is the author and he has the finisher. And what he started in you, he wants to complete. And I love this because the prophet goes on. And he says this in verse 13. Then Elisha said to her, do not fear. Here's my word for you. Do not fear. Friends, I believe with all my heart that we are entering into the greatest season that we've ever been in. Right now, friends, I'm telling you, you are in the greatest season of your life. Whether you feel it or not, I believe that Canada as a nation is coming into its greatest season, that this is harvest time for Canada. All the words that we've heard about, this is the season where the words are coming to pass. You know, I, 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 when I was down in San Diego, what I didn't say is I was with a friend of mine, his name is Jeremy Nelson, and they're stewarding a revival right now. They've been over 225 days straight. They have seen countless salvations, miracles. Jeremy came with me to Ottawa. Ottawa right now, a friend of mine's church, is in 80 straight days of revival right now. Over 400 people saved on the streets of Ottawa in the last 80 days. I'm telling you, God is doing something. He's moving in revival. There's things that are taking place. So why not here at Cold Lake? But here's the greatest thing that happens when revival comes. The enemy tries to move in fear because what you fear has power over you. And when I was in the States and I was bombarded with all this stuff and all the news was fearful, all the news was negative. You know why? Because they're trying to use fear to control people. Because the spirit of control is fueled by fear. And here's what the Lord told me. Sam, can you get into a place whew, where you have such a revelation? Because how many of the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear? Where you know that you're a son of God and you know that your father's words over you are true and that what God's spoken over you will come to pass. That no matter what comes against you, what thought, doesn't matter what anybody says, you can say, God, I believe you and your promises. And I say yes today, man, and I thank you. You are the author. You are the finisher. What you started in me, you're going to complete. And we see the prophet says to the widow, do not fear. Go do as you have said, but make me a little bread cake from it first and bring it out to me and afterwards you may make one for yourself and for your son. Why did God say that? The prophet said that. It's because God wanted to be a part of her process. I'm going to tell you something, friends, right now. I believe we are in the greatest opportunity where God is looking to partner with people in this season. How many want to partner with Jesus? Like that would be, if you're in business, that would be the best partner. He's always happy. Did you know that Jesus is happy? He, the Bible says he was anointed with the oil of joy above all his brethren. And can I tell you something, another thing? How many know today that the courtroom of heaven is fixed for you? Did you know that? That Jesus is your lawyer today? That's pretty good. And that your father is the judge? And they both hate the prosecutor. You can't get more rigged than that. And every word that God's spoken to you, you can have. But 
But see, what God is looking for is people that maybe right now you're at the place where you feel like it's no return. You're in the place like the valley of decision. It's like, God, I, I got to do something. I'm telling you, friends, in this place, God is saying, do not fear. Allow me to take your weakness and turn it into your strength. I'll be real, friends. It's not easy showing weakness. But too often, we, we've tried to come across as strong and we've lost a generation because the, our generation, I'm talking about all of us, is not looking for a cookie-cutter, perfectly presented gospel. They're looking for a real God that loves real people with real needs. And sometimes it takes us being open and start to, instead of trying to hide our weakness, we celebrate it. Because we know that in our weakness, he is strong. And it's that place, that gap, it's our testimony. It's good to see you. Whew. It's your testimony. Whew. God is about to do something so beyond people and government's control because he's about to have a glorious testimony. And what man can't do by themselves, I'm telling you, God is releasing answers in this season. What man can't do, how many know God is about to step up and do in this season? And if we can do one thing, I'm telling you, friends, it's one of the greatest things that you can do in your Christian walk is we need to humble ourselves. Instead of trying to come across that we have all the answers and we know everything, you know what we need to do in this season in our relationships and everything around us is, Lord, I want to humble myself. Because I know when I humble myself, God, your strength is made perfect in my weakness. And you want to get, you want to get a powerful weapon against the enemy? Operate in humility. Because when you operate in humility, you're invisible to the enemy. How many want to be invisible to the enemy? I mean, I mean, you're walking in such a realm with God that you can sneak right up and say, bye-bye. And all of a sudden, you're over here and the devil's over there. He can't find you. And so when you show up to do something, all of a sudden, things are happening. Miracles, signs, and wonders are going. When it's done, whoop, you're operating again. And the devil's looking around like, oh my gosh, where did that person go? Why? Because he can only see through pride. His grit is only pride. He fell. You know what the devil's, the devil's thorn is God's humility. You know, it's the humility of God that made the devil fall. Because of God's humility, the devil thought I could take him. So what happened? The devil became the embodiment of pride. You know why the devil cannot receive grace? It's because... He became exactly the opposite of what he went against. He became pride. And the Bible says God only gives grace to the humble. But see, if we can't humble ourselves, we ne we'll never allow God in our process. And friends, we can't do it in our own strength. We tried. It's not working. It's time to humble ourselves and say, God, we need you. More than ever, our nation needs you. Because there's issues that are bigger than charisma and money that only the Spirit of God can change. Friends, the Lord spoke to me a little while ago. He said, Sam, I want to be a part of your process. Would you believe with me for stadium revival in Canada? I said, God, that sounds awesome. I've heard the words. Here's what the Lord told me. Sam, will you believe me for Rogers Arena where the Vancouver Canucks play? Now, by the way, that's God's team. <laughs> I said, God, I don't have the money. I don't have the, the influence. I don't have the favor. I don't even know if I have the time. Like, how do you do this? It's a 20,000-seat arena. It's a half a billion dollars. It's the jewel of Vancouver. God, who, I, who am I? I felt convicted even dreaming that. And I started thinking about all the reasons why I couldn't do it. Now, have you ever had the Lord just get you to be quiet? It's like, 
for people that need answers, we sure do a lot of talking. And I just remember the Lord's like, Sammy, stop talking. Said it a lot like my wife. Stop talking. I'm like, he says, Sam, you plus me equals everything. I'm like, what? You plus me equals everything. You might not have the connections, but I do. You might not have the finances, but I have more than enough. You might not feel like you have the favor, but guess what? Job 39 talks about the favor that's on Job, that the, the cream and the butter were on his feet. How many want cream and butter on your feet? Come on, somebody. I, you know what I've realized in church? Everybody has a happy dance. Everybody. I don't care how conservative you are today. If you found out that your house was completely paid for in a phone call, let me tell you something right now. If it's not you, it's your wife. She's going to be like, oh my gosh! You know what I'm talking about. We're going on vacation! And I remember the Lord was like, Sam, I want to give this to you. And I'm like, God, I, I have no idea. How are you going to give me a stadium? <laughs> and so here's what the Lord told me. He said, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And he said, I want you to start to speak out that I'm going to give you stadiums until it goes from here to here. For three months, I said, God, I thank you for stadiums. I thank you for stadiums. I thank you for stadiums. God, I thank you for Rogers Arena. You're going to give us a stadium. And after three months, I still remember the day I was going for a walk and I stopped literally in an intersection. Thank you for stadiums. I'm going to get a stadium. God, you've given me a stadium. I've got it. It's not here. It's here. The moment I did that, I phoned up my wife. I said, baby, guess what? She's like, what's going on? I said, God's giving us a stadium. She looks at me. She's like, when? How many know that's a good question? I said, I don't know. She's like, what do you mean you don't know? I said, I don't know. But God's going to give us a stadium. She's like, what do you mean? God's going to give it to us. How's it going to happen? I don't know. How many of you can not know and know at the same time? It's Bible. Jesus, listen, Jesus told the disciples, hey guys, you know the way. You know what they told Jesus? No, we don't. That would be an interesting conversation. I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. It's just, what does that mean? You don't know it here, but you know it here. Can I tell you something, friends? You know why you're here tonight? It's not about here. It's about here. There's a vibration. There's a sound. You don't have necessarily the language. I'm going to tell you something, friends. Experience always comes first before the language. Always. Acts 2 was an experience first, and then the language came. But too often, we want language first, and then experience. It doesn't happen that way. Because the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. A week after I got the revelation, a friend of mine phoned me up. He said, Sam... You're never going to believe this, but I have something crazy to tell you. I said, I like crazy. He says, the Lord spoke to me. We're going to have stadiums. I'm like, wow, come on. That's what the Lord spoke to me. He said, Sam, I'm so with you in this. This is a business friend of mine. He said, I want to rent the penthouse suite of Rogers Arena, the nicest box if you've ever been to a stadium. They sometimes have these suites, kind of like a condo to watch hockey. It's awesome. He says, I want to rent the suite for 41 Vancouver Canucks games. It's a $500,000 bill. Here's what I want to do. I want to rent that place every single Canucks game, and I want to do worship and prayer that God's going to release the spirit of revival in Rogers Arena, and we're going to have a harvest, and we're going to do a crusade in Rogers Arena in Vancouver. What do you think about that? I'm like, worship, revival, and hockey combined, heaven on earth. That was my happy death. I'm like, oh, I'm just loving it. <laughs> so we started doing this worship and prayer. Man, the glory of God started coming and athletes started coming and they were getting saved. It was phenomenal. Here's the most amazing thing. December 31st, one of the Vancouver Canucks, one of the most prominent players who played for the Olympic team, he had an injury. He was supposed to be out for three months. He hears that there's these Christians that have a suite he tells a friend of mine who's the chaplain of the Canucks, he says, do you think those Christians in that suite, would they pray for me? 
Can I tell you something, friends? Your faith will open up doors for you beyond what you can think or imagine. January 1st comes around. We're at the game. All of a sudden, one of the Vancouver Canucks comes in. It's this guy that's injured. My dad was there. We had a whole team of us. And this hockey player, this young guy, came to us and said, listen, the doctors told me I'm supposed to be out for three months. I'm a Christian. But I believe that God can heal me. Can you pray for me? We go up to this man. We lay hands on him. We say, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your healing. The power of God touches this man. He's completely, totally healed. One testimony can change a city. One woman at the well experience changed the whole region. This guy goes to practice the next morning. Full gear on. He's supposed to be out for three months. (laughs) He gets on the ice. He starts skating around. The medical staff freaks out. They're losing their minds. They're like, come here, come here. What are you doing? This guy's worth millions of dollars. There he is, just skating. And they're like, get over here. And the the whole team crowds around and hear this guy and the whole medical staff. It's like the Sanhedrins (laughs) and Stephen. What's going on? He's like, I'm healed. They're like, you're what? He's like, I'm healed. They're like, what happened? He's like, well, you heard about those Christians in the suite? They're like, yeah, we've heard of those guys. They prayed for me and I'm completely, totally healed. He starts skating around. He's completely Fine, no pain. The whole team gets rocked by this testimony. Friends, this one testimony spreads throughout the whole Vancouver Canucks organization. So we get a phone call next week after this happened. Who? From a gentleman named Mr. Aquilini who owns the Vancouver Canucks. He phones us up and says, listen, I want to talk to you guys. He's like, you don't know this, but I'm a nominal Christian. I go to church twice a year because I'm hoping that maybe some church can answer this one question that I have. And here's this question. Does God have power? Can I tell you something, friends? You know what your city's looking for right now? The power of God. You know what your city's looking for right now? Love demonstrated through his power. We don't need good words. We need the power of God in this season. Friends, I'm telling you, it's only by the power of God that we're going to see our cities transform. It's only by the power of God that we'll see addiction and we'll see suicide be broken off a generation. (laughs) I got to find this. One second. This guy gives us an email afterwards. Let me find this for you. (laughs) I wasn't going to go here today but I know I'm supposed to. And he says this to us. I'll just paraphrase. He says, listen, I was so moved by what happened with one of our guys that I want to give you Rogers Arena, March 20th, 2016, completely, totally for free. We have an email. Completely, totally for free. Because you answered one question. Friends, what does God want to do here? March 20th, 2016. That already happened. You friends, we had all the Canucks. They were doing a practice for us. The whole thing. Non-Christian players were doing stuff for us. They were benefiting our event. How many know God can get the world to serve your vision? Here's the most amazing thing. Here's what the Lord told me. Sam, what is March 20th? I looked, I said, it's 3.20. And then I felt this verse come into my heart. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power, say power, according to the power that works within us. Friends, we had a stadium event in Rogers Arena completely, totally for free. March 20th of 2016, Ephesians 3.20. God wants to do beyond what you can think or imagine in this season according to the power that works within you. How many want resurrection power to be stirred up in you in this season? Friends, I'm telling you, God is not done with Cold Lake and this is the season. Can we get the worship team up? I can feel this. How many want to be injected with power today? You want injected with faith. 
whew, that I believe that God, God wants to even move tonight if we can. Uh, I want to pray for the sick. I feel like God wants to move in the miraculous tonight. He wants to heal bodies because some of you, you've got pain in your bodies that God wants to touch right now. But before this, can we just get everybody to stand up? Because I felt like the Lord said this tonight. I want to release. Wow resurrection power into people because it's time for the dreamer to dream again. And for some of you, God wants to bring dead dreams to life. And that this is a new season for Cold Lake that God wants to bring breakthrough. Because if you read the end of the story with Elijah in the widow, the Bible talks about how the, the jar of the flour huh, and the oil does not run dry. And it also says this, is that there was more than enough for her and her whole family. Friends, I'm telling you, what God wants to release in this season right now is for you and your family. How many want an overflow that's going to touch your kids? Whew, whoa! The glory of God to move on your family. Family revival. Lord, that we're going to see a breaking, wow, of poverty that our kids are going to live in prosperity. Father, we thank you that there's going to be such a blessing on our families, that our families will be a blessing everywhere that they go. I got You know, when I came in here, whew, there was the word inheritance that I felt over this church and over this house, that God wants to restore inheritance, that this is the season of receiving natural and spiritual inheritance. Wow, Lord, just release it in this place. Why don't we just lift up our hands all over this place? Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we just thank you right now. Wow, wow, wow. For the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of us. I'm telling you, when you're lifting up your hands tonight, I, I just it's like the lightnings of God in this place. Lord, that you want to release your lightnings in this place. Father, I thank you for the suddenness of God. And Malachi says, he that you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And God, I thank you right now for your suddenlies. God, I thank you for your quickenings right now. God, that you want to release right now that supernatural power to bring resurrection to old dreams and old visions. And Father, I thank you today that it's a new season and that we're carrying a fresh word right now. And I speak to dreamers. It's time to dream again. And I speak to dreams to come back to life. And those that have been struggling with oppression and depression, right now by the Spirit of God, we command all depression and all oppression to lift in Jesus' name. Wow! Father, I thank you right now for the releasing of the harvesting angels. Whoa, there it is. Wow, 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 there it is. Just receive it. The harvesting angels. We just prophesy angelic assistance. Whew. Being released right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I speak over people's businesses right now. Resurrection power. I speak over people's families right now. Resurrection power. I speak over people's emotions. Resurrection power. There's people here today, your sleep. God wants to heal your sleep right now. Lord, we thank you. Lord, you're just touching right now. Whew, their bodies and you're giving rest. The Bible says he gives his beloved rest. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Just receive this. Father, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name. Wow, it is a new day. It is a new day and a new time. And Lord, we thank you that the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the former. And God, we speak over Cold Lake. Lord, we thank you for your blessing. God, we speak over this region. We thank you, God, that you're moving in revival. God, that this is a new time and a new season. God, that you're releasing heaven's economy. You're releasing heaven's atmosphere. Wow. In Jesus' name. Whoa. Right now. Whew. So here's what I want to do. If you've got pain in your body 
tonight, I want you to put your hand on the part of your body where you need a miracle. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Whew. And now, if it's more than one thing, I want you to take your hand and put it on your head, which means, God, give me the overhaul tonight. <laughs> How many want an overhaul? <laughs> you know, I was just in a meeting where the glory of God came and wrinkles were going away. How many would like to have a renewing of their youth? Like a heavenly Botox. Come on. Wow. So, Father, I thank you with this word right now. There's an authority for healing in people's bodies. Right now, all over this room, listen. Listen, if you don't, if you don't need prayer for healing, just reach, stretch out your hand towards someone that does. But right now, in Jesus' name, I see right now uh, the spirit of infirmity that's caused pain in people's bodies. Right now, in Jesus' name, we speak to the infirmity to lift in Jesus' name. Wow. Lord, we thank you for your healing power right now in Jesus' name. I see people with neck issues, like a, like a car accident right now in Jesus' name. We speak to that neck to be healed right now in the muscles, in the neck, and in the spine right now. Lord, I thank you. There's people here with issues, like a, it's like a scoliosis. Right now, we speak to spines to be healed in Jesus' name. Lord, we speak right now to hips. I see hips. Right now, realigning in Jesus' name. It's like there's a shifting that's taking place. Lord, we thank you for hips being healed now in Jesus' name. There's knees. Knees are being healed right now. Lord, we speak. Someone's right knee. I feel like there's a, a man here. You injured your, your knee in a sporting accident right now. We just prophesy over that knee, and we speak healing in Jesus' name. Wow. Pain in the feet has to go now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. All pain in the feet right now in Jesus' name goes. Shoulder issues right now be healed in Jesus' name. Right now, rotator cuff. All the pain in the rotator cuff goes now in Jesus' name. Wow, thank you, Lord. Lord, all pain, all disease, we speak to cancer. Cancer go now in Jesus' name right now. Wow, 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 wow. Intestinal issues be healed now in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to do something. I want you to try something you couldn't do. I want you to look for your miracle tonight. If it's like, if you've had pain in your shoulder, start moving your shoulder. If you've had pain in your knees, start moving your knees. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Listen, if God's touching your body, if you're feeling healing in your body, just lift up your hand, wave it at me. If you're feeling something going on, look at that. Come on, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow, 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 wow. Listen, if, if God's touching your body, wave at me. Just wave. Just go like this. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Look at that. Come here. If God's healing your body, come to the front real quick. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.